Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Hey, Matt, I know you said yesterday you don't worry about your job status, but has anybody told you, hey, don't worry about it? Hey, you know, you're okay this season. Have you gotten any assurance from George and Ted in these conversations you have with them? We, we haven't had any of those discussions, um, again, for, for me. And, and I said it to you all last night. Uh, my job is to make sure that I'm taking care of, of these players and this team. And then anything, anything else, um, when that time comes, we, we have those discussions. But, for, like, we have four games left. And I just, I just appreciate uh, where our guys are at. I appreciate where our coaches are at. You know, the, the, the meetings that we had this morning, just talking through where we're at and how we got to get this thing fixed. And I know it sounds monotonous. I trust me. I understand it. I know it can, it's frustrating for, for all of us. And it just seems like the same thing over and over. And, you know, and we, we, we know that. So we, we got to get that win and, and knowing what's ahead of us and where we're at, that that's why we're here is to do that is to, is to work together through tough times. And that's where I have ultimate belief and trust in the coaches and the players and, and making sure that we continue to fight. Alyssa, he sounds just like you on the podcast every week. Oh, it's monotonous over and we're saying the same things over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he stole those words right from your mouth. This is what Monday morning pressers with Matt Nagy have become, right? They've become this like contemplative thing where now he's starting to talk about his job security. And I want to get your take on his presser on Monday because first of all, just looking at him on the video, he looks like he didn't sleep. It looks like he didn't sleep at all. He looked like he was maybe tired. You could see in his face that he didn't sleep well. I think he's not feeling very well about what's going on with the Bears. They've now lost six in a row, including blowing a 10-point lead to the Lions in the final minutes of the game, which was just brutal. And I'm sure we'll get we'll get into that for sure. But what was just your thought on Matt Nagy? He's kind of – the reporters obviously are asking him the questions, Alyssa, about his future. And he went on these, like, really long – kind of like thoughtful answers about it. And for me, I'm like, if I'm a guy who knows I'm going to get fired, I'm giving you like a two-word answer. It's like, guys, I'm not talking about that. Let's move on. To, we're, we're focused on the next game or whatever. You know what I mean? But he went on and on for minutes, for minutes and minutes and minutes about, oh, our communication is great and I appreciate this. And I, So I'm starting to think like, I know Bears fans want Matt Nagy gone and everyone to clean house, but I'm starting to feel like maybe Matt doesn't, or maybe he's not like letting himself feel like it's actually coming. But what, what was your take on the Monday presser with Matt? the questions that are coming his way now. And I think it's like we were just talking about it before we came on. It's like the countdown until the cleaning of the house in the Chicago Bears facility. But uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, I definitely think he's trying to convince himself maybe that it's not happening because let's be real. It's happening. I mean, you (laughs) had a five and one football team that has now lost six straight games and it just keeps getting uglier by the second. I mean, losing, getting blown out by the Packers is one thing, but blowing a lead and losing to a depleted Lions offense and putting, having your defense just kind of look like they've given up out there. I mean, that is how head coaches and general managers lose jobs. I mean, you know, looking at him, he did look exhausted. I mean, he, I mean, he shouldn't have slept after that. I mean, how could you sleep? Yeah. I, it must have been hard for Bears fans to sleep after that, unless they, you know, pointed to the fact that, you know, the draft pick got better. But, I mean, aside from that, he he's someone that looks like he knows that, you know, it could be coming to an end. And he's always been someone that tries to, you know, be upbeat and positive. And, you know, he doesn't want to – I feel like he doesn't want to lose that because if there's – if he feels like there's any hope left for him, he wants to keep the team together 
And, you know, if they lose out here, he's completely gone. If they lose three games, he's gone. Uh, I just think at this point, he's just trying to ride it and hoping for the best, which I don't think he should. But, you know, I've seen, you know, we've seen weirder things here. Yeah, we've seen him try to morph into Mad Matt, right? We've definitely seen that yeah. over the course of the year. We've seen fun foals back when the Bears were 5-1 and one and Foles was talking about winning ugly and it was all good in the hood and everyone was loving the Bears. And now I think we've got angry Alyssa. I think that's a new one. It's a new, that's a new one we can bring in. I, I want to read a little bit of Alyssa's commentary on the Bears wire because, again, it's just gold. Here's angry Alyssa. I'm naming it for you. While many felt it would have been justified firing Nagy on Monday, a six-game losing streak will do that. It's worth noting that the McCaskies have never fired anyone midseason. That's something they typically do at the end of the season. But how bad would things need to get for McCaskey to make an exception? A seven-game losing streak, eight games, ten games? Or maybe they've already accepted this season as a wash and are content to ride it out. So, I don't know. I just feel the anger, Alyssa, coming through your words like when you, when you use those question marks. Seven game losing streak, eight games. Like yeah, I could just see it's like <laughs> even you're struggling to get through the season writing these articles after the game. I feel like at this point, the Lions game, I, I was I watched the games with my dad and like he was just absolutely pissed off following the, the Packers game. And I, I've seen it enough and I'm just like, eh, you know, the game was a wash in the first quarter, but the Lions game did it for me. Like where that one, I was like, they should have won the game, even though at this point you're not playing for anything other than pride. Losing helps you in the draft pick area, but coming from a, a family of Lions fans who, you know, they'll, they'll rag on you. And the fact that the Lions are just so bad, they're worse than you. And watching them get to fire their general manager and head coach midseason and like the freedom that kind of, you know, seemed to come from that football team there. And watching the Bears blow a fourth quarter lead when the offense looked the best it has all season for the defense to do what they did. Like that was like the breaking point. I was just mad. And I'm like, at this point, you know, you're playing for next year. You're playing for your draft picks. So, you know, some of these teams that are losing and winning is helping the Bears out. The Bears losing is going to help them now from here on out. I was still kind of clinging to that in the hunt for the playoffs thing, you know, as, as naive as that might seem. No, I don't think that's naive. I think you point. should have. Yeah, you should have until this loss to the Lions. I mean, this kills you. Yeah, like, I mean. You should have held on to that. Like, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next season. I didn't think, even if they did make the playoffs, they really wouldn't do anything. But, you know, as a Bears fan, as a football fan of your team, you still want them to win. I find for people that are rooting for the Bears to lose, I can't do that. Like, as a fan, I can never root for my team to lose. Like, maybe it, it'll help if they lose through their draft pick. But so, like, that Lions game really did it in for me. And I know that, you know, it's pretty it's pretty bad when you have to go back 18 years for a stat where the Bears haven't lost six straight games to 2002, which was one year after I started following this team, That's by the way. That's a hell of a stat. So it's pretty bad. So, like, I feel like this game, if there was ever a moment for George McCaskey to make an exception to fire his head coach and or general manager the next day, this would have been it. And we saw the Lions do it, you know, a week before and look what it did for them. So, you know, yeah, this was, I felt like if there was a moment to do it, it would have been this game. Yeah. And I think some of the other stats that make it even more painful is, and I hate the win probability thing because I think we see this all the time. Like a team's got a 99% chance to lose and they end up winning somehow. And that should only happen like once in a million, you know, one, one in a million. And that thing happens all the time, but the bears we're a 99.1% chance, Alyssa, in that fourth quarter to win the ball game. Lions come back and win. And, you know, obviously blowing the 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. I look at Matthew Stafford's stats and I'm just like 402 yards against the Bears at home? Man, it, it does. It stops you in your tracks. It makes you it makes you scratch your head. And we've been uh, we've been all in on these Twitter polls. 
polling Bears Nation has been just uh, one of my favorite things to do all year. And Alyssa, your your Twitter has been tremendous. And we got some more data on what Bears fans want. Uh, the cleaning of the house continues, and I think we're counting it down. You asked him, should they fire the coach right now or should they wait, right? And it was like overwhelming. They want to fire the coach yeah. right now in the GM. Yeah, they wanted them gone. Like it, it was over. Like I remember I posted the next morning because I tend to do. And actually, no, I posted it right after the game this time. Normally, I wait to the morning because I do like an accompanying post to go with it. And it was like overwhelmingly right after the game, obviously, as you would figure, like 90 percent, like fire them now. Uh, and then it kind of like. I think it was in the 70s now. Um, so, I mean, it's still overwhelming that they want them gone now because the loss itself justified that. The way – getting blown up by the Packers, who are a great football team, is one thing. But giving up 34 points, blowing a lead to the Lions, who are, you know, I thought worse than the Bears at this point, that is just downright embarrassing. And it, it kind of felt like – Every week, it just seems like they're finding a way to, like, upstage themselves for how bad they are. Like, just when you think things have gotten bad, oh, just wait till the next week. And losing to the Lions, I think, was rock bottom for this team. Oh, I agree 100%. Rock bottom. And so does Matt Forte, if you look on his Twitter feed. Matt Forte (laughs) thinks uh, it's rock bottom as well. Uh, So... You look around the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets. Oh, my God. The Jets, Greg Williams. So pathetic and embarrassing. <laughs> there is a take a palooza going on for the 2021 draft. And I think Bears fans might want Chicago jumping aboard that train now. It's tank time. Let's get into that on the other side. We'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit up, start up. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com. I'm Corey Benini at TheHuddle.com, welcoming you to week 14 of the fantasy football season. If you're still listening, that means you're likely in the playoffs. Let's talk strong plays to help get you into week 15 action. This one isn't for the faint of heart. Jaguars quarterback Mike Glennon faces the Tennessee Titans. Only four teams have been easier to exploit, and six different quarterbacks have gone for at least 23 fantasy points versus Tennessee, including nearly 31 points from Gardner Minshew back in week two. If you've squeaked into the playoffs and are truly desperate, Glennon is a Hail Mary option. New York Jets running back Ty Johnson at the Seattle Seahawks. This is one you'll have to watch from an injury perspective because Frank Gore left last week with a concussion. It's hard to see the Jets turning away from Johnson after the spark he gave this offense last week. While Seattle's defense has been easily exploited through the air this season, the ground game is catching up. Last week we saw New York Giants running backs Wayne Goldman and Alfred Morris demonstrate this with some smash mouth football of their own. Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro versus the Indianapolis Colts. On paper, the matchup isn't a Healing. But we saw last week Houston's Kiki Kuti went for 141 yards on eight receptions, and the Colts have been pleased to give up underneath work to wide receivers if it means they don't let guys like Nelson Aguilar or Henry Ruggs uncork a long one over the top. As we've seen throughout 2020, Renfro isn't involved very much unless the team is playing from behind. In that case, volume is what gives them a chance to matter against Indianapolis. Another recommendation that's worth trying but requires gamers to pay attention to the injury report, Anthony Ferkser of the Tennessee Titans, starting Titans and John Smith has a knee injury and missed week 13. It's unclear if he'll play at this time in week 14, and if not, Ferkser belongs in lineups. He landed 5 
of seven looks last week for 51 yards, and that line would have been better if backup tight end McCall Pruitt didn't steal a touchdown from him. Everybody loves that on the verge of the fantasy football playoffs. Jacksonville has given up nine touchdowns in 12 games to the position, and more impressively, that has come at a clip of one every five catches. For that alone, Furcher is a gamble in all leagues if you're looking for a tight end. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. So a second Twitter poll you put out there, Alyssa, asked Bears fans how many games they think the team will win over these last four. And another overwhelming, it was like 69, 70% of Bears fans think that the team's only going to win zero or one game, right? So it, we talked about rock bottom. Bears fans have given up, right? They've just given up. They, they know that there's no playoffs. And how sad is it that this team was 5-1 and one, and now you're 5-7. and seven. You have the same record as the New York Giants and the Washington football team. You have the same record as the NFC East, the uh, division we've been making fun of all year. You now have the same record as them. It's like unbelievable, right? From where the Bears were to where they are now, it's crazy. Uh, but Bears fans, you know, they're done with the GM. They're done with the head coach. They want both quarterbacks out of town. They're, they're ready to get those guys out. Ted Phillips, the president, they're throwing him on the list too, right? He, he's now on the hot seat. Nobody's safe right now. Bears fans are not happy. I think rock bottom's the right word, but what do you think about that? Just like Bears fans... It feels like all hope is lost right now. They need a complete overhaul, like rebuild thing, or they're not going to be happy. That's the thing. It's kind of been a continuous cycle for this franchise, which is where firing Ted Phillips comes into play. You know, like he should not be in charge of anything related to football operations, especially assuming that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are both on their way out and you have a general manager and head coach search to conduct. So I think that's where obviously getting rid of getting rid of Phillips, who has been with this organization for 20 plus years. And it's been like the same thing just year after year after year. And you're kind of going back to what you were saying about bears fans kind of like giving all, you know, giving up hope, you know, the lions game felt like the one, maybe even the Jaguars game, like the one game that they should have been able to win. And so now that one you lost. So now it's about looking forward to just the future and Hopefully it won't be Ryan Pace making the call when the Bears have their first round draft pick. I was actually looking at that the poll about how many games fans think the Bears will win and I think that they they answered it with how they how many games they hope the Bears will win because most of it was 0 to 1 which would really help their draft their draft stock and I had one of the comments said Quote, I want to see them tank and get in the top 10 so they can inevitably take the wrong quarterback again like they have every time since Sig Luckman. Uh, so I was like, that just, it, that's, it's like an endless cycle. The same thing over and over again. You have a great defense that ultimately gets wasted because you can't find a decent enough offense uh, or just – it feels like the Bears' offense and defense can never be on the same page. Like watching the beginning of the Lions game, I'm like, okay, the offense looks okay. You know, let's see what they can do. But the Bears offense and defense can never play well at the same time. It feels like it's either the offense sucking and the defense being great or the offense being okay or good and the defense just sucking. So, you know, they need to be a complete team. I think that we're definitely looking at a rebuild here for any hope of possibly salvaging whatever's left uh, for the rest of the season or even beyond uh, is gone. And I think that it's time to start looking to rebuild, which means you got to clean house. A scary thing is when we know they have one of the best defenses in football. We've been talking about it all year. But when your defense is going out there and just kind of, you know, 
rolling it out there at home and letting Matt Stafford throw for 400 yards. Like, I, I agree with you. They've kind of lost hope. Every, even the players have lost hope on that field. It's not good. And we look back and you remember when the team was 5-1 and one and we were playing those Nick Foles press conferences about winning ugly and, and it was everyone was loving it. And the, the Bears were first place and right on top of the conference. And we're all, I mean, we're like talking about how high their playoff odds were because there's just no chance you lose six in a row in the NFL. That's hard to do especially when you start 5-1. and one. Uh, that, That'd be a good stat. Has that ever happened? A team goes 5-1 and one, then loses their next six? I don't even know if that's... A, it's, I'm sure it has, but not often, oh, right? God. Not often. But now we look at it, it's like, man, that start, those first six games, I mean, we're going to harp on these last six, but the first six, when you went 5-1 and one and knocked off the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? And we're all thinking, man, this team's pretty good. Now that comes back to haunt you, right, Alyssa? Because if you're going to end up being a terrible team at the end of the day, you would love to have those first six games back and maybe lose a few more of them so you can improve on this draft selection. As you said, the Bears right now would pick 13th. So they got some work to do in Tankapalooza to get inside the top 10. Now that's where we're at. Like, I agree with you 100%. We're now looking at not only next year's draft and where they're going to pick, but who's going to make the, dra- the draft selection. And that's the, that's the key. Who's making that pick? I don't think we want it to be the guys in the house right now. So it's just so interesting. You start 5-1, and one, everyone's feeling so great about it. And then a, a couple months later, you're like, oh, man, I wish we didn't start 5-1 and one because look where we're at now. It's just crazy how that works out. No, definitely. And I think looking at, you know, looking ahead to the to the draft and you look ahead to the, re- the remainder of the Bears schedule. And I, this game against Houston uh, on Sunday is going to be huge because, the you know, the Texans are four and eight right now uh, sitting at, uh, at, the no- at the number nine in the draft. So if the Bears were to we lose go. to the Texans, I mean, that there we go. Like. How sad is it? You know, at one point, five and one, you know, I remember, you know, how Matt Nagy and, you know, Nick Foles and all, you know, being happy over winning ugly. Now you're losing ugly. Now everyone's, you know, now Matt Nagy's job, he's about to be without a job. Nick Foles is back on the bench. You know, the Bears are already looking forward to the offseason and, and to a new regime. So how quickly things turn, it really does. It does feel like like we've watched two completely different seasons and like someone forgot to tell us to switch over. I don't know. It, it, it's been a really crazy year, but you know, at this point, it's you know, about looking ahead to the future. And I mean, I still think this team's not going to, you know, completely give up. But, you know, looking at the schedule, I mean, you have Deshaun Watson coming in, who is still pissed at Ryan Pace for not even giving him a call during the draft process. I mean, this feels like a Deshaun Watson just revenge game 100%. If anyone can pull it off with the stuff he has around him, it's Deshaun Watson. Oh, there's Alyssa just twisting that knife a little bit more at the Bears fans (laughs) and Ryan Pace right there. Oh, man, you're right. Deshaun Watson, the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Let's pick this up on the other side. We'll be right back. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm joined by Jeff Clark to break down all you need to know to bet on the Week 14 Sunday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo Bills. The Bills return home as two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers, who come off their first loss of the season, losing 23-17 to the Washington football team Monday night. Jeff, the Steelers get back on track, or are the Bills now contenders to win the AFC? Nope. I like the Bills here to win by more than a field goal. Head coach Sean McDermott is a defensive guru, and the Steelers have become a one-dimensional offense over the past couple weeks. Also, they look kind of weak against Alex Smith in that Washington passing attack, which is 
not nearly as explosive as Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Again, I like the Bills minus two and a half here. I'm going to get back on the Steelers. This is a get right game for them. James Conner expected back from the COVID list. That's huge. That makes them two-dimensional once again. Gives them that rushing attack they've sorely missed. And there's just way too many weapons in that passing game. Give me the Steelers plus 2.5. They may, they may even win this one outright. Back the Steelers to win on the road in Buffalo. Alyssa, you brought up Deshaun Watson. It's such an amazing point because I think right now the Bears are in the worst possible situation they could be. Now, obviously, we've hit rock bottom. So as we've, we've already kind of declared that, it's rock bottom. So you're never going to be in a great position when your team has hit rock bottom and you're going to clean house and you're going to clear out the head coach and the GM and the, and the president and the quarterbacks plural for the Bears so yeah nothing's good but I think the worst thing you can be in the NFL is mediocre meaning you're around 500 but don't make the playoffs so you don't have a great draft pick but you also don't have a quarterback you don't have a plan at quarterback right you don't have you don't even have like someone you're grooming to become the quarterback yet the Bears have no plan at quarterback they don't know who's picking the next guy they don't know who the head coach is going to be we don't know who the GM is going to be this is like death in the NFL. This is like the worst place to be. And you look across the sideline, you're so right. At Deshaun Watson, the guy you could have had, he has stuck it out in Houston. What a just a putrid place to be right now. Houston, that's a horrible franchise. The Bears are a respectable, like, that's one of the franchises the NFL wants to be good. And, you know, look at the Bears wire kills it because Bears fans care. This is, that's one of the best markets in the entire league in all sports, not just the NFL. Chicago's huge. And yet, the Bears passed on Deshaun Watson, and he's got this long, crazy, lucrative deal. He's going to be in Houston forever at this crap franchise, right? They can't even get – they can't figure it out every year. And now he's going to come over here, and he's going to beat the crap out of the Bears, right? He's going he's to <laughs> twist that knife and show us exactly what we've been missing with Deshaun Watson. What do you think about that? Like, not only the Deshaun Watson piece, but the fact that the Bears have no clue what they're doing at quarterback, never mind head coach and GM. It's the quarterback. You really need that position. And the Bears, we could be talking in five years, and they still don't have it figured out, you know? Like, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm just envisioning when Patrick Mahomes came to Soldier Field last year and he was <laughs> counting on his fingers. And I'm like, I'm like having like nightmare flashbacks to that. And I, I could see Deshaun Watson doing something similar. So brutal. I mean, and and also, they're friends too, just, right? Mahomes and Watson are tight. Oh, and I, now that you just said that, I got I got flashbacks too. Um, I think it was 2018 when, when Trubisky made the Pro Bowl after a couple people dropped out. And there was that picture of all three of them. And it was like, oh, look at these three quarterbacks. And now it's just going to be Watson and Mahomes. But no, like the, the thought of Deshaun Watson and coming in here, especially knowing he's pissed off at Ryan Pace and this organization for not even really giving him a chance in the draft process. Like he's someone that's going to get that has carried that chip on his shoulder. You can tell the way he's he talked about it in the past. And he he's had this game circled on his schedule for a while. And even though, you know, he's without Will Fuller, <laughs> that Texas team, that franchise is a mess. This still feels like Deshaun Watson's going to come out and completely destroy the Bears. But hey, Deshaun, if you want to come to Chicago when Ryan Pace is gone, you know, like, we're here for it. Yeah, unfortunately, he, <laughs> just, signed, he just signed, like, the super mega deal or whatever you call it, you know, it's like the <laughs> NBA super duper max or whatever. He, yeah, Watson has a crazy deal. He's going to be in Houston forever. And it's just like, you wonder about that kid. It's like, I get that you want your money, but you want to play for the Texans? I would love to see mm-hmm. him in the Bears. How good would he look in the Bears uniform? guess we could have saw it ryan pace we could have saw that but yeah it's just so brutal and odds makers think the bears are going to lose their one and a half point underdogs to the texans who are four and eight and really suck like the texans are good their best receiver is not in this game he's out you know they're missing guys i don't know it's just this is a game that the bears should they should be favored they should be they should have won against the lions they should be favored in this game Alyssa, and they should be still in the playoff hunt and it's just 
devastating that this is where we're at. You know, just I guess we're kind of hoping that Deshaun Watson lays a whooping on the Bears and it improves their draft stock. And that is just that is depressing for a diehard football fan. And I know there's a lot of them in Chicago. Man, that is that is devastating. It really is. And then it makes it's it's one more thing to add to the list about, you know, why Ryan Pace and that Nagy will likely be gone. Because, again, there's a, a reminder. Ryan Pace gets to watch it for four quarters of football on Sunday. Oh, so the brutal. quarterback that he could have had just lay a beating on his defense. <laughs> Probably, uh, you know. It's frustrating like with how the defense has been performing, but you know it, it just it feels like at this point we're just counting down to when to the end of the season and the end of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Like the fact of going back to Matt Nagy's comments about how he said he hadn't had any discussions and that he felt like he he said that he felt that he was supported by ownership, which made me laugh out loud when I read that because I don't know where it's getting that from. I don't. <laughs> Unless George McCaskey has lost it. I don't feel like there's support. They might be lying to his face, but I, he's, his job is definitely not, not safe. And I don't think that, that there are reports of George McCaskey is just pissed off. Uh, so I don't think, Matt, that you're getting any support from that from that organization. Maybe when you were winning ugly, but you're just losing downright embarrassing at this point. Yeah. So, Like I said, though, he he's talk, he those long-winded answers make me feel like he actually feels like there's a chance he could be sticking around. And that... Man, that would be what an underdog story that would be. That, that Matt Nagy keeps his job next year. I don't know about the GM. I don't know about the president, but the head coach. Could you imagine if he keeps his job? You can make that argument. Oh. Two years ago, he was coach of the year, whatever it was, and uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. Can't blame him. He didn't draft Mitch Trubisky, right? You can't blame him. So, oh, man, maybe. That, that would be such an underdog story. Oh, God, story. don't say that, right? If there was anyone I think would, at least before this, you know, collapse had happened, if there was anyone I thought would still have his job, I would say Ryan Pace over Nagy, just because Nagy was brought in to fix the offense, which has gotten worse right? Uh, since he arrived. I mean, aside from 2018, it looked decent, and, you know, they had a nice cushion to lean on with that defense. But, I mean, Nagy was brought in to fix the offense. I mean, he's a good head coach. That hasn't really been a problem in terms of morale and stuff because, you know, until the last couple of weeks where the defense kind of looked very sluggish, that they kind of – they won't say they've given up, but it kind of looks like it. Up until then, his players have continued to play for him. It's always been the issue on offense, which – was the reason he was brought in to groom Mitchell Trubisky to be the franchise quarterback to take this offense from just being mediocre and terrible into just being an average, maybe above average offense, and he hasn't been able to do that. So, I mean, but at this point with this six-game losing streak, which could turn into seven, could turn into eight, nine, God forbid ten. I don't know. Maybe that'd be good at this point for a draft pick. But, you know, at that point, it's you, you got to get rid of everybody. <laughs> What's it going to take? A seven-game losing streak? Eight games? Ten games? <laughs> not to bring back angry Alyssa. She's not alone. I think all Bears Day. But I'll be looking on Bears Wire to see if there's more angry Alyssa this week for sure. Oh, I'm sure there will be Will be if the Bears lose to the Texans. I don't know. Maybe at this point I'll be like, oh, looking ahead. Oh, look, our draft pick. Maybe I'll be angry if they win. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know how to feel anymore. We don't. We don't. No. So, hey, join us again next week on the Bears Wire podcast. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.